0: Hey there and welcome to another episode of Mission Talk, where we talk everything missions from across the street to around the world. Speaking of across the street, we're gonna go across the street and a little down the road right here in our hometown of Wilmington, Ohio, to Sugar Tree Ministries. I have live with me now Lee Sandlin, the director of Sugar Tree Ministries. Lee, thanks for uh, jumping on with me. Thanks for having me. So, Lee, um, le- like we had already previously talked and we've communicated some on the phone, the whole point of this show is to um, give missions, both local and worldwide, a place to display what their mission is, get a- give us a chance to get to know you, and how people can help support. So, Lee, starting off, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from?
1: Uh, Born and raised in Lebanon, Ohio. Uh, Grew up on a farm right outside of town. Um, You know, went to Lebanon schools and uh, yeah, graduated from there. And uh, um, I've been doing ministry since I was 18 years old, Uh, uh, youth ministry outreach, uh, foreign missions, street ministry. I've uh, done a little bit of it all.
0: What's what, what some of the uh, other missions you have been involved in or ministries?
1: So uh, when I was younger, I was a youth pastor at the original Christian church um, and uh, done foreign missions in Nicaragua, Dominican. Uh, we did a uh, West Campus ministry at FNP Middletown. So I was did some uh, uh, street ministry and some, uh, you know, youth outreach there in Middletown.
0: So my next question for you is how did you get involved with uh, Sugar Tree Ministries?
1: So I'd say um, 15 years ago, maybe or something like that, um, I went to, took a youth group to a concert. Uh, and that's when Al was hosting, you know, all the concerts here in Townsville so that he was doing a, a ton. And I uh, brought my youth group and then uh, heard about it, uh, did some research, and then we started bringing a group up. And so I'd say for the last, Fifteen years I've been volunteering or leading uh, groups, you know, into the ministry, uh, serving food and uh, helping out.
0: Um, so anybody who has um, who has been around the Wilmington community probably knows Sugar Tree Ministry. But um, we now have a large following online. So for those who do not know online what Sugar Tree Ministries is about and some of the stuff they do, Lee, can you give us a little insight um, as far as to what Sugar Tree Ministries is here for?
1: Sure, we, we are a Christ-centered, uh, street-level, no barrier outreach ministry. Um, you know, to triage, uh, you know, people's needs and also share the gospel and uh, try to walk people hand in feet, you, know, uh, you know, you know, you know, hand in hand to the feet of Jesus. You know, I mean, that's the, that's the goal. Sort of feed them spiritually, physically, uh, to meet their needs and to help them move forward in life and uh, hopefully become healed and whole from where they're broken.
0: And I always remember um, there's a few times I went with my dad and we helped serve food and stuff. Um, And something I always loved every time I was there is you walk in the door and no matter if you're there helping to serve um, or if you're there being served, there is a sense of community. And there's a sense of there's not this barrier of, hey, I'm here to help you. And you're here to be served no there's a sense of we're all here together and there's a fellowship that's happening and so that I've been there yeah. several times and that is the sense of um of the atmosphere I get out of that so Lee uh my question for you would be what are some things that you think happened in order to create that sense of um that level of fellowship among the people in the community
1: Well, I I think it starts with the fact that, you know, as as a young kid, I grew up in, you know, in in poverty and, uh, you know, divorced parents and, uh, you know, some issues with that. I think all of us here, that God brought us here, I think everybody that works in the ministry and, you know, most of us have come from a past uh, where we were either homeless, you know, living in poverty, have dealt with addiction, mental illness, and God has delivered us from that. And and I I think that's the idea that we have that uh, empathy. Um, you know, so we view ourselves as equals, not as, you know, we, we are servants, but we're also one step away from having a bad day. You know, I mean, so I think it's that, that sense of fellowship and, and brotherhood and, uh, you know, that equality in the kingdom that we, uh, we just love our neighbors and uh, as ourselves, uh, we be there again and welcome regardless of what they've done or where they've been. And, uh, I think that creates that, that community and that is, we're all, in, you know, we're in together. We're all God's children. We all need Jesus and we all need help, you know, and so we carry that forward ourselves, and we've all been there.
0: So, um, now, like I said, I've, I've been there before, and I've helped serve meals, but Sugar Tree Ministries is so much more than that. Can you tell us some of the different areas that Sugar Tree Ministry um, helps people with? Um, I know, I think there's a 12-step program, and there's some other ministry areas like that.
1: Sure, we we we've uh you know the apostle Paul said i become all things uh, all people that might save some, um you know we've evolved into whatever the need is, you know we've flowed into that open space so we do everything we created a landscaping company, um that uh that only hires people that are uh, homeless or uh, dealing with addiction or formerly so, um you know guys and gals and we're doing. Transit passes for people who need to get to, um, you know, we do Kroger cards for people that need, uh, you know, fresh groceries. We do grocery give out. Um, we also do uh, hot meals. Like I said, we do 12-step programming. Uh, we work with HopeLine, um, tower House, uh, Brightview. Work with other agencies to get people into outpatient or inpatient rehab. Um, we have a blanket closet. Um, you know, we do some bill pet. You know, we help people with bills when they when they need them. Uh, we help people move here. We do a little bit of uh, everything and, you know, whatever it takes to uh, to share the love of Jesus and let let, you know, let our light shine with flexible ministry. Um, But we we've offered a lot more recently and uh, try to evolve with the time, especially with the opioid crisis and, you know, mental illness being so prevalent. So we've evolved into a referral service. Uh, We do some job. We do some work placement now, even inside our own, own ministry.
0: How, how long have you been the director there now?
1: Uh, I think going on about three years now.
0: About uh, three years. Okay. That's about what I was thinking. And your time as a director, um, have have you seen any changes shift within the
1: ministry? Well, mostly, like I said, we're dealing with the opioid crisis. I mean, I, you know, when I, I think I first started here, you know, 15, you know, years ago and so with that, there was a lot of, uh, you know, the DHL closure that came and, Things uh, of that you know, we saw a lot of rural poor uh, people that needed a hand up, and uh, you know, a lot of food being distributed. But now, you know, in the, in the midst of the opioid crisis, we've seen you know the transition from heroin to meth. Things like that, and so that, that's where we focused a lot more of our energies on helping get a lot of our folks into um, mental health recovery services, into uh, drug rehabilitation, all that. So we are working really hard on uh, triaging and referring people. And I say that's the biggest. Difference. We still do groceries. We still do hot meals. Uh, but now we're working on getting people, uh, you know, off the streets, off drugs, um, you know, sharing the gospel, you know what I'm saying? But also help, helping place them in positions to be successful through, like you said, mental health recovery and drug rehab. We do a lot more of that now.
0: Um, what are some of the challenges you have faced, not only as being a director, but just working in that mission
1: downtown? Um, I I think the biggest challenge is, is perception, right. You know, the the public, um, you know, and and I, and I understand that, right. You know, we're in the middle of town. Uh, there's, there's a lot of folks that don't want, you know, um, you know, homeless folks and, uh, people recovering, you know, right there, visible in the middle of town. And so, uh, we fought really hard to work with the public and the community. And, uh, once again, I don't blame people for having their, you know, I'm saying their anxieties, right. You know, you grow up somewhere and, uh, the opioid crisis hits, you know, so I don't, I don't blame them for that, but we also try to encourage folks to see people as broken, hurt and lost and, and not, you know, not evil people or, 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 you know, malicious people, even though they're not, not dangerous in a lot of ways. And so really just coping with the public relations part of it, of, uh, really the, um, you know, the, the public perception, uh, has been a real challenge, but, uh, I, I think we've, uh, God's given us favor and he's given us grace and, uh, uh, we've worked really hard to be an asset to the community and not, not be deemed a liability. And I, I believe we're, a, we're a vital, uh, asset because they, you know, I think people have gotten, you know, we see lots of people getting clean and whole and, you know, walking with Jesus and getting their life in order because somebody takes the time to care about them and to, uh, to love on them and to share the gospel and minister to them. Um, and we believe that, but a lot of that's not seen, right. It's not, you know, it's, people just don't see that publicly. And, um, and then once again, uh, the one thing I tell people about a ministry though is just like every time somebody walks in here, you know, you're seeing them at their worst, right? When they leave, you don't see them anymore. Um, you know things. So when you see when you drive by, you're constantly seeing people that are on their on their worst day. But they don't, not everybody sees the people that we've helped move forward because when, once they get better, they're gone. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so you never see you know we we know that god knows the fruit but you never see it you know so uh dealing with that perception and like i said but we live in a great community uh we get a lot of help from community members and uh, people in uh leadership so so it's been good but fighting that especially with social media kind of fighting the the negativity of of it all and trying to trying to win favor and to show people that we are uh uh we're an asset and you know we're not we're not a liability so
0: Ali, you and I both know that um, the hardships of 2020 and the repercussions we're still facing from it has played a major effect worldwide, but even especially in our community. So, how has yes. Sugar Dream Ministries navigated through 2020, and what are some of the challenges that are that we're that you're still seeing from that?
1: Sure. So, you know, by by the grace of God, here we go um, we were blessed in the fact that we didn't close a single minute. We, we haven't had a single case of COVID inside our walls. We've had, we had one, one of our gentlemen that got it, but he wasn't around at the point, you know? And, uh, so, um, once again, we were able to stay open and, uh, you know, despite all the government, sh- despite the shutdowns, we were always exempt because of the nature of our work. Um, so praise God for that. But the challenges came along were, were the fact that, uh, at some points we didn't have access to uh, goods and supplies at the level we needed them. Um, because a lot of public places closed down, uh, our folks didn't have bathrooms to go to. So we had to rent porta potties um, A lot of our church volunteers were older. So we've had a crew of about 10 to 12 guys and gals that have ran uh, our ministry for the last year. You know, we're used to having hundreds of volunteers, um, you know, come in here every month and we've been really running it with, you know, uh, 10, 12 people. Now the churches are still making food, but I'm saying, but the coming into the building and, uh, working and then, you know, also with all the, uh, disposable materials, the hygiene materials, um, you know, our expenses have gone up, you know, uh, quite a bit because we're having to buy all of those things for, you know, health and safety. Uh, you know, and so we now God's blessed us. We've been able to do that. And so no worries. There. He's provided all our needs. But still, yeah, the challenges we are are you know our expenses have gone up, our volunteers have gone down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, so it's, it's been a rough year. But but praise God, we didn't have to close, you know, a minute. We didn't miss a single meal. We, uh, you know, praise God, it through them so far. Um,
0: it sounds like I'm I also heard there's several blessings in that. What are some of the other blessings you have seen, uh, not not just from 2020, but just over your fifth, 15 plus years of being there? What are some of the key moments that stuck out in your mind of saying this is a God thing? This is a blessing.
1: Yeah, sure. So, so the idea is that we, we, we make this challenge ourselves all the time that, um, you know, a lot of our, our culture, our world is transactional. Um, you know, you do this for me. I do that for you. But, but the ministry, uh, especially when you're an outreach ministry, street ministry, uh, you know, any kind of drug recovery. Um, you know, ministry, mental health recovery, with so that is that you know, just like just like the the man who was chained down, you know, and all of a sudden now he's sitting next to his dad, he's you know healed and whole. I get the opportunity to see people that are that are broken, that that, that, that a lot of our culture thinks is beyond repair. Um, you know, that they're just they're just they burn all their bridges, they have no chances, there's no redemption. And man, to see them, to see Jesus just working them and then become healed and whole and, you know, walking and, uh, you know, you know, getting married, having kids, you know I'm saying, becoming productive members. Of I mean, it's just uh, to see the transformation instead of the transaction and, you know, mm-hmm. God's in the transforming business. I mean, to see, see lives transform, and then for people to come back, I mean, they do all the time. They come back and, uh, they'll come give you a hug and, you know, they they're there and you're like, Oh my goodness. Like, you know, you were, you were dead. Uh, and now you're alive. You know what I'm saying? You know? So, uh, to see the transformation of, of what Christ does in people is just a blessing beyond blessing, and we get to see that all the time. We get to see that awesome.
0: I, I I like how you say that, Lee. You see the transformation and not the transaction, and like like you was talking about, the perspective is key here because we see in different perspectives as a community. We all see in different perspectives, but a mentor of mine once said, and it, you just brought that back to me he said when you are doing the work of the lord you need to see through the perspective of god's eyes and not Amen. your own yep and so that is the perspective to have and that sounds like exactly what sugar tree is striving for um you was talking about some of the people you said that they're coming back do you see a lot of people who has been through the programs or that you've seen transformed that have come back and now volunteer
1: yeah absolutely uh, you know, to, for them to come back into, uh, some of them brought, brought their children, uh, you know, their, their spouses mean to see, you know, yeah, totally, uh, giving back. And then also to see them be able to talk to folks and say, Hey, I was where you were and, uh, you can be where I am. I mean, just that, that testimony, right. You know, the, you know, the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. I mean, the idea to see Jesus in their life and see the transformation, uh, is as powerful so we you know we haven't come down sit sit down all the time and just say and even social media right um uh, we've had some people that have been you know critical and we've had some of our folks come on and say hey i've been there and uh you know this is this is where it's at and this is how to get better and so so just that that people coming to our defense even uh, has been you know has been pretty remarkable
0: so um lee as as we look here and we're coming out of 2020. Is there a vision that you want to see um, Sugar Tree missions take the next step in? Um, sure, right? and,
1: and, and yep and we call it transitional, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think when you're dealing with, um, we've always done a great job at meeting basic. to be around right? more people, um, you know, across the bridge into the next phase of their life um, and help them transition, you know. And so, with the landscaping crew, with some of the other programming, uh, my dream isn't just to somebody come here every day and you know, eat, which we, we we are willing to serve them regardless, right? Whether they uh, get better or not, you know, they're, they're our brothers and sisters, they're fellow human beings. I'm going to serve everybody that comes to my door, uh, regardless what they've done, where they've been, or how often they, they show up. But uh, if it's within our power and God blesses us, which he has, uh, you know, put them on that path, create opportunities for them to get to work, to get to rehab, to get back, to get into life, to get into housing. Uh, and we're trying to create more opportunities by doing, Uh, you know, more creative things with working with, you know, Hopeline and Talbot House and Bright View and then working with uh, our landscaping crew and working with uh, Metro Housing and Community Action and using the homeless shelter, you know, uh, continuing to work on creating more pathways forward to get people out of homelessness and out of addiction and out of mental health, you know, out of bondage, really. I mean, it's, it's a deliverance ministry, right? It's a, it's to go from being bound and, you know, you know, impeded to being free.
0: So Lee, you have talked about um, some about uh, the the food that goes on in there. Whether it's the food that um, you feed people, or you have the kitchen shelf ministry, yeah. Um, how um, I, I know a lot of that is done through volunteers. Can Can you just give us a glimpse into how all that is collected, how that happens?
1: Well, we are we are proudly now once again. We, we we're not like we just don't be bound by the some of the bureaucracy of of, of being restricted you know, for ministering the gospel and sharing Jesus. So a hundred percent of ours, you know, our ministry is, uh, is privately funded, probably donated. So it's so everything we get now, we get donations from Kroger and other places, which is, which is amazing. So, but the majority of our, uh, our, our finances and our goods come from just private, um, individuals that donate because they care about their neighbors. And so all the meals are done by churches or individuals, all the donations, you know, like I said, Kroger's great. We love Kroger. There's other places that donate to us. So not entirely, you know, private, but by majority private.
0: If someone is watching this and they're not even whether they're not familiar or just never considered it, what are the different ways that they can help get involved?
1: Well, we always talk about you know prayer. It's powerful and effective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we always we always desire prayer because we believe that God can change things in the the heavenly spheres and you know, like the ideas. We we always want because we got a whole bunch of folks that are hurting and broken. You know, pray for them. Uh, you know, pray for God to deliver them. You know, and, and uh, uh, number two, volunteer. Um, we do open volunteering. So uh, any meal we have six meals a week. Uh, you can we do groceries. You can come in and volunteer. Um, anytime and I have a business card that has all on it. So anybody wants to, you know, call our number or, you know, email, I can send them a card or if they want to drop by, um, you can always come volunteer, uh, number three, uh, donate goods. Um, so on our side street here on the Lincoln street door, um, you know, most any time of day, you can ring the doorbell there and drop off goods. You know, we take blankets, hats, gloves, uh, food items. We take, you know, we take pretty much everything, uh, that can help people in need. And then, uh, number four, obviously donating, you know, financially, uh, is great because it gives us flexibility to buy things. Um, and we have Q give PayPal. We do it online. We also obviously can, you know, receive checks in the mail. So,
0: um, now you talked about, um, you serve six meals a week, Are those spread out on different nights or is it yeah. lunch dinner?
1: Mo- yep. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday is dinner, Wednesday and Saturday is lunch
0: okay all right, and the all those times are open for anybody to come in and serve but yep, um, absolutely for for someone who might not have done that before, what does it look like to come in and serve um
1: so so we uh, we do it's basically what whatever is necessary, so you come to the door at five p m you know ring the doorbell, and it could be uh cleaning could be serving food could be could be anything, but whatever it takes to get people fed what we do so yeah
0: um. Because I'm like I told you I've I've been there a few times and served and like I said when you do that I went in with the um <laughs> with the wrong perspective like we talked about with the perspective mm-hmm. of oh I'm here to help mm-hmm. and I left there with a changed perspective of I was just fellowshipping Isn't with it? God's children yeah and in God's eyes the perspective is you know we're all here and it's about community and so yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the one thing I the one thing I, I, I will hang my hat on and I, I've always said this is that um, I think every good change in the world comes when we all view each other uh, as created by God and equally valuable. You know what I'm saying? You know, so the, the moment we recognize our own, you know, our, our own fellowship with our brothers and sisters, you know, the moment we come in with a uh, a mindset of 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 you know equality and um, you know value good things start to happen so um you know we just come in and they're our brothers and sisters you know we're just they're eating in god's house and we feed them but we're we're not better than or you know what i'm saying we we mm. are there together yep
0: yep and that's exactly the whole reason christ came is to show us how to do this you yeah. know i mean the pharisees would tell us oh we'll throw some money out at, at people and be on our way. And well, what Christ says, no, those are the people I'm going to go sit with. Those are the people yep. I'm going to, I'm going to do this with. And that's the thing about a mission like sugar tree is, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times our perspectives can get blurred within the four walls of the church, mm-hmm. that which we call the building. When in yep. fact you can go right down the road, to sugar tree, uh, missions and yep. have church there just through the
1: service. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, we'll, we'll, we will take relationship over religion every day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Lee, um, my final question for you, and um, I end in every interview like this. I always say I'm a big fan of the Apostle Paul's teachings. And anytime you see a lot, when he prays, he prays such specific prayers so that something specific will happen. Mm-hmm. And so my question for you is, what is something specific? Maybe it's for you or for Sugar Tree Ministries as a whole. What is something specific we can all pray for?
1: Well, I, I mean, you know, for us, like I so talk about deliverance is that, that we we are always praying that that our folks on the streets that are hurting and broken just just open their hearts to to Jesus. I mean, you know, the idea is always pray that that, that, that dead stuff, you know, it breaks off and, you know, break the chains and the yoke and the. You know, the bondage over that. So, you know, pray specifically for folks that are currently, you know, in mental health crisis addiction, that God just radically just breaks, you know, all that, those, 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 uh, those impediments off of them so they can be free.
0: That is the perfect, perfect prayer. Um, and that, I mean, that's not, that's something that can be prayed, not just for the people who comes through the doors, something yeah. that all of us need to pray for. Yeah. Well, Lee, as always, thank you so much for um, hopping on here and uh, sharing a little bit about yourself and about Sugar Tree Ministries. Um, and for anybody watching, I will put um, Sugar Tree's contact info. It'll probably appear on the screen somewhere down here and it will be in the description. Um, and I encourage you, if you are in the realms of Clinton County or even outside, find a way to get involved, um, whether it is definitely through prayer, everyone can do that. Amen. But also through giving. If you have spare clothes, sugar tree, if you want to bake food, sugar tree. Amen. I Amen. mean there is a place right in our backyard where we can do the work of God and be the hands and feet.
1: Our motto is if you if you need it, we need it.
0: Absolutely. And Christ called us not to be spectators, He called us to be the hands and feet and do the work. So Amen. Lee, thank you again so much for jumping on. Bless. God
1: bless you. And thank you.
0: Thank you, Lee.